Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. It's starting as a trickle, but at least it's starting. Live performances are beginning to pop up around town, and one of our very favorites is back on stage. The very talented Lanny Counts is coming this Wednesday, March 24th, to the Italian American Club with his presentation of Around the World of Music in One Night, A Journey Through the Genres. You'll meet Lanny in just a few moments. Also on today's show, you'll meet a legend in the world of Las Vegas' musical history, Mo Scarazzo. Mo was a fixture on the Vegas music scene going back to his days with Dean Martin. Also with us is your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today, he will discuss a true Vegas character, Lonnie the Hoarder. Finally, gourmet chef Justin Wells will list the essential products for your home kitchen. We are so happy to have music coming back to Las Vegas. Some of the great entertainers and one of our favorites, you've heard him on the show before, is Lanny Counts. He is fantastic, and Lanny is back with a show called Around the World of Music over at a really cool place to uh, go over and see that at the Italian American Club. It's really a kind of a fun place. Lanny, you got to be excited to be out there working. Uh, it's just been such a rough year for everyone around town. Yeah, I'm uh, very, very excited. Um, and thanks, uh, first of all, for having me on, Stephen. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, absolutely feel blessed to uh, be one of the people that's kind of managed to uh, keep on chugging along, as it were. You know, um, uh, and uh, you mentioned the Italian-American Club, and uh, that's just a fun place and to to go and catch some live entertainment and really wonderful wonderful italian cuisine yeah and, it, it um, is great as an italian i can tell you uh it, it's wonderful <laughs> there but they always have great shows and talk a little yeah. about this one it's around the world of music so what does that mean i mean i know you sing almost any kind of genre there is <laughs> thank you well um so i uh, i have always loved really and truly pretty much every kind of music you can think of from A to Z. Well, with a few exceptions, of course. But um, And uh, so I'm looking for an excuse to do that in a show, in a show format. And um, we kind of came up with this concept. It's around the world of music. And uh, so that that refers to genre as opposed to necessarily an international flair. There will be a few international um, 
just a few international burps in there, but um, it it refers to genre. So um, we love that because you can do it all, <laughs> and it's kind of fun. Thank we can you. have some fun with it, and you know, there's something for everybody. Absolutely. Um, well, we'll be going from disco to some of the newer disco stuff to uh, country to. Um, now, when I say country, I must confess, I'm talking about the more, uh, well, the older country styles like Charlie Pride, Glenn Campbell, some of the B.J. Thomas stuff, right. that sort of thing. Um, and uh, and just kind of on and on from there. I'm not going to give the whole game away, but uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my captions is uh, uh, Journey Through Destinations. To uh, I'm sorry, uh, a journey through genre to destinations unknown, and that kind of means that um, you're not always going to know exactly where you're going to end up. <laughs> we put a few interesting twists in there, and uh, so so you'll end up in uh, a few surprising places that you weren't that you didn't necessarily see coming. So uh, fun absolutely is the uh, is the game here. So. Uh, I believe the show is a lot of fun, and uh, Clint Holmes, the the amazing Mr. Clint Holmes, is is helping me put this together. So um, it's it's really going to be a blast, and the band is absolutely absolutely fantastic, just off the charts, world class. So <laughs> that's great. So if you're gonna if you're around Vegas, March the twenty fourth, yeah, don't. I, I'll say myself. I, I always try to step outside of myself when uh when we put these things together because ultimately it's not necessarily just for me to be up there you know <laughs> having fun it's it's for the people it's it's for it's for the audience to come away you know just feeling like they've had an absolute blast so i always try to step outside of myself on these things and and i can tell you don't don't miss this one this one <laughs> this one's gonna be a lot of fun well our wow. listeners have told us lanny that the one thing they love they kind of followed you around and they'll hear they were at an event you had in mesquite and then another event a few months before and they go we love it because every show is a little different now this oh, show nice. we're talking about let's tell people where it is it's wednesday march 24th again at the italian american club and you can get it this includes dinner right i mean this is a great deal Mm-hmm. yes and dinner uh starts at 6 30 and uh the show will start at uh at 8 p.m and we'll go roughly roughly 90 minutes and um i'm always uh, my problem is is uh being able to fit everything i want to do into 90 minutes <laughs> when i yeah. when i start off at the beginning of this these things i always go oh, wow how am i going to fill 90 minutes and then then as I'm going along, oh, my God, how am I going to get this in? How am I going to get that in? How am I going to get in? You know, <laughs> so it's like there's too many great songs, not enough time ever. Well, you know, my suggestion to people is and when I first heard about you and people say, hey, you got to check this guy out. First thing I did was I went to YouTube and see what's on there. And I tell you, if you go to YouTube, you'll get a real feel for it. I mean, there are things like. 
Lanny, you sang one of my all-time favorite <laughs> favorite songs <laughs> with with the "Get It On" by Chase, which is just a great oh, song. Boy. And you boy, that was with you... Lon Bronson. That's Lon that Bronson. Lon Bronson, yeah. That's right. That was great. And but you, yeah. but you do stuff fantastic like, song. Well, and you do oh. kind of music, so you can do that. And if anybody's heard that song, they know the power and energy. But you also do like Nat King Cole. I mean, it's just a, it's a yeah. great thing. Uh, you used to do a great tribute to Little Anthony, which is just a great voice. Yeah. How, how do you? How do you? How are you able to do that? Because there are all kind of different ranges there. Is it just something where, again, because you've been so interested in these different genres, that you're able to just kind of uh, switch on a dime, so to speak? Well, um, uh, another one of my favorite sayings is a true soul song. A true soul song is any song that really and truly hits you. In the, to the bottom of your soul, hits you to your core. So we're, we're talking that could be literally anything, but that also means that it's something that you really and truly carry around with you. So that's that's part of you. So that's that's what a true soul song is. More with Lanny Counts, who is appearing Wednesday, March 24th at 6 p.m. at the Italian American Club. The show will feature a special guest appearance by Genevieve. Dinner is at 6.30 with the show starting at 8 o'clock. Just a reminder, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps Online. For the very best in Vegas, it's VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, it's Sports R-A-C-X which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, short for Sports Rock and Tours. And later today on Sports Rock and Tours, we begin a two-part series on the history of a great NFL franchise, the Philadelphia Eagles. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast-to-coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products, professional line not included. 
We are all in this together, and we can get through this. Learn more at ElementalResearchInc.com and use the promo code Vegas20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Lanny Counts, who's appearing this Wednesday, March 24th, at the Italian American Club in Vegas. happens to be a lot of different things. Don't ask me why. <laughs> just kind of kind of happened that way, you know. Um, Do you find it kind of challenges uh, you, Lonnie, you know, but, where but, you can but, kind of play around with that in your mind? And, you know, you, you're not afraid of anything, so you can kind of develop your skill set. Very true, yes. And and also, you know, um, being someone who who has always been fascinated with voices, all sorts of different voices, that's another thing that kind of keeps keeps me, you know, listening to all sorts of different singers. And um, but so yes, uh, to to answer your question earlier, yes, that 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 definitely means that you uh, listen and you lock in to all sorts of different styles, and and so so many different things really hits you, <laughs> really. You know, yeah. Well, let's talk. You become you become a real believer in in all sorts of different music. Let's talk uh, finally about your new single. I mean, this is exciting. It's uh, you're free to go, and uh, you teamed up with uh, Robert Bougie uh, Bowles, who is Smokey Robinson's guitarist, and what a great sound! I think people are going to love it. Uh, You were telling me before. You guys just kind of clicked, right? Where uh, you work with a lot of different musicians and so forth, and boy, you guys just hit it. Yes, uh, Robert Robert Boogie Bowles. That's that's his uh, that's his name, um, and um, he is uh, truly uh, uh, one of my musical heroes. Um, and um, I, I'm just really honored that he really wanted to work and do some things with me. Um, he's he's uh, truly an amazing musician songwriter, um, lyricist, uh, producer. And, uh, he's, we've done a couple of songs so far and, uh, this is our latest, um, our latest outing. And, um, this one is called you're free to go. And, um, when, when he sent me the demo, I was just really knocked out by his phrasing and how he was singing it. And I was literally doing my best to to emulate 
what he was doing on the records. I added, I added my own flavor in there, you know. But but a lot of what I'm doing is is really kind of copying his phrasing, you know, as he was singing it. And uh, I'm just very excited about this. To me, um, this record kind of mimics uh, some of the early Motown stuff in that it's just kind of got this pure uh, pop pure pop perfection thing going on with it. It just, uh, the way he put it together. And, um, I think what I added to it has created something pretty special. I think I do too. And in fact, it's funny you say that. Cause I was thinking, boy, this is one of those cassette tapes at the time that I would have loved to have had <laughs> in my young yeah. days. I love that kind of music. I mean, you could, and it, it brings you to a place. That's what I liked about it. I mean, you kind of felt, I felt in my 20s again. It was wonderful. So how do we get a hold of it? Because it's a great, I mean, we want to hear both uh, both your songs with him, and hopefully there'll be more to come. Yeah, well, actually, just go right to iTunes. It'll be right on iTunes, and just um, type in Lanny Counts, and it should pop right up. Well, yep. we definitely will do that, and we're also going to see stuff. around the world of music because I'm really excited about Please it. Do. We got some great, great food, fantastic music, live music, which is great, and it's at uh, the Italian American Club. What's the best way to get tickets? Um, you can go right to their website, which is iacvegas.com. Just go right to their website and uh, scroll down, and you'll find me in there. And uh, yeah, don't like I said, don't miss it. This is this is what this is one of those don't misses. <laughs> this oh, is, is going to be a lot, a <laughs> lot of fun. We've got some nice, nice surprises. Very nice surprises in there. So, well, yeah, Italian you'll, you'll food and Lanny counts music. You can't go wrong. Also, you're going to have Genevieve with you, which is uh, Genevieve. Also a thing. Tell, wow. Talk a little about what she brings. Well, uh, Genevieve is a very, very special talent. And um, Genevieve and I did a show a while back, and the show was called Iconic Duets. And um, again, it's kind of the, the, the theme where we, her and I kind of went around the world with some of the greatest duets. And uh, so I was very excited that she uh, accepted my invitation to be part of this. And we're going to start off doing a couple of duets and again you're not going to expect this <laughs> and then and then i'm going to leave the stage and she's going to do a couple of couple on her own because she's just an absolutely absolutely magnificent talent and just wonderful 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 singer so um her and i have a lot of fun doing doing some great music together so it's Wednesday, March 24th. Starts Dinner starts at 6.30. Show's day at the clock. That's right. Don't miss That's it. That's right. Thank you, Lonnie. That's right. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much. Always such a great, great pleasure. Have you been Portnoy yet? Well, you should be. What does that actually mean, Neil Portnoy? Well, you know, Mona Van something. She's a psychic. Her name just slips me at the moment. At one of my networking events, said, you know, you're nobody in Vegas until you've been Portnoyed. I went, ooh, I kind of like that. So we started marketing, doing those portrait caricatures, and it's really caught on. Everybody wants to be Portnoyed. And what Portnoyed means is you send me a photograph, 
and I do a realistic cartoon caricature. Realistic looks just like you. And then I cartoon the body. And you then become part of the Portnoy Wall of Honor here at Portnoy Gallery, which now, since its inception in 2017, has got over 60 members on the wall. It's the new Sardis of Las Vegas. Absolutely. Our own John, the announcer, is there. How do we get information we want to get Portnoy? Uh, you can call the gallery at 702-685-2929 or on social media, Facebook, Portnoy Gallery, artist Neil Portnoy, Neil Portnoy, idroppeople.com, and probably about six other places that at my age memory is the second thing that goes. Don't forget to follow Sports Rock and Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hi, I'm Gordy Brown, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Live music has been a mainstay of the Vegas experience since the 1950s. Our next guest came to Las Vegas in 1956 and immediately began playing in most of the showrooms and lounges on the Strip, and he never left. There's been a lot of changes in Las Vegas. You go back to the 40s and 50s and what happened then to what happened now. There's been all sorts of incredible changes. And we're going to talk to somebody who's seen a lot of those changes. Mo Scarazzo, a great musician that came out here. He's got an incredible background. You came, first of all, Mo, welcome to the show. You came from Pennsylvania. What brought you out to Las Vegas? Work. (laughs) You know, that's the only place you can work with Las Vegas. Make a living playing music. Where I'm from, Pittsburgh, there wasn't any work. The only thing that was there, maybe the symphony. That was it. They played weddings. So as an aspiring uh, musician then, this was kind of like the big leagues, I guess, right? Where not only was there a lot of work, but this is where you could really showcase your talents. Oh, yeah. It was great. You know, you just – I was so busy when I came into town in 56. And I was working the lounges, and uh, you'd work one gig to the other, one gig to the other, because there weren't too many musicians in town. Population was, what, 28,000, 30,000 30, then. Strip was the two-lane highway, and that was it, you know, and a lot of work. A lot of I worked with everybody. Well, yeah, and we're going to talk about some of those people, but kind of give us an idea. You're coming in the fifth, late 50s. And as you say, the population is nothing like it is now. I mean, it's, you can't even compare it. But even the excitement of the thing, did you just, over this time, just watch this grow and grow? And are, are you surprised now at what's happened to this town that you came to uh, half a century ago? Very surprised. Very surprised. It's completely different. It's completely different. No more gigs for music, for musicians. They can't gig anywhere. There's no showrooms, uh, there's no more big bands, there's no more orchestras, there's nothing here. The string players, they used to have beautiful string sections and things, they just, where are they going to work? They they all went to L.A. trying to work there, you know, trying to get, trying to work there. There's no jobs here, nothing. So it's something then that uh, where at one time you could 
come here, make a living and stay here and be busy all the time. Is it now a case where they come in with whatever particular act, they do their thing, and then they leave? I mean, there's not a lot of house musicians the way there was then. No, no, there was. At one time, there was 2,000 musicians working on a strip. Wow. Lucky if you get the 20. <laughs> there's a difference, you know. It really is. Well, your career has been fascinating. You know, I was just looking over your bio, and uh, you know, you work with them all. Um, in the early days, a couple of people I want to talk to. For example, I noticed you worked with Louis Armstrong and uh, Ella Fitzgerald, two huge talents. Th- that was an interesting time because at that time, they they you know, African Americans they couldn't even stay in town. What was that like, like working with them and so forth? Was that that must have made you really cool at the time too? You know. Oh, that was great. They weren't. They weren't allowed in the uh, in the hotel, only on the stage. When the stage, they weren't allowed in their dressing room or anything. They lived on the west side. They called it the west side, which is actually the north side. But uh, like Sammy Davis, the story with Sinatra and Sammy Davis, where it's uh, at the Sands, where they didn't want uh, Sammy staying at the Sands. And Sinatra said, well, if they don't stay here, you don't have me either. And that kind of changed stuff. But uh, before that, you know, I, I remember I was working with Billy Eckstein and his wife. And my wife got very, you know, we got very close. And so uh, they walked through the casino together and everybody was looking at, looking at him. And, and, and my wife says, why is everybody looking at us? It's the Sands. And she says, because you're with a black woman. And my wife never, it never dawned on her because we're from back east where it, it never mattered back there, you know. Here it did. Here it did. What I think would change this whole place was Fats Domino. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was working at a Flamingo in the lounge. And he, um, he weren't allowed anywhere. Nowhere near the casino. If you take a break, you just have to go down the basement. They had a little dressing room for them down the basement. And Count Basie's band also. But anyway, <laughs> Fazdomo, he went out on the table like at 2 o'clock in the morning and dropped like ten or $20,000. So to keep him working there, they picked up his option all the time because he kept dropping it. And so then they said, oh, well, it's all right. You can stay at the hotel. More with longtime Vegas musician Mo Scarazzo in just a moment. Scarazzo played the Jerry Lewis Telethon at the Sahara for years and also played for Elvis at the International. Vegas is a place that's full of unique characters. One was formerly the Lieutenant Governor of Nevada and today is referred to as a hoarder. Another of those great Vegas characters is your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, who tells us the story of Lonnie the Hoarder. Lonnie Hammergran was on Hoarders. What is he hoarding, and why is that uh, important to the world of Las Vegas? Well, this guy is, he's a former lieutenant governor, Lonnie Hammergren, and he has essentially filled up one house with Nevada memorabilia, but it's not limited to Nevada memorabilia. So he filled up his house, he bought an adjoining house, filled that one up, and then he bought a third house. He used to be a neurosurgeon. I think he was the first uh, brain surgeon in, in uh, Las Vegas. So he filled up these three properties with stuff, like stuff you cannot imagine are the craziest, like cause not just casino signs and things you would predict, but like a space capsule and a submarine and a helicopter and like all this very strange stuff. So 
every day. Uh, oh, so he's in a residential neighborhood, which is, can be challenging when you have hordes of people coming to see your stuff because they would open it up. So the neighborhood said, you're, you're not doing that anymore. It's not zoned for this. So then he would do it once a year, Nevada Day. Well, it was all fun and games until this episode of Hoarders when you realize yeah, it's there's wealthy hoarding and there's poor hoarding. They even say this on the show, and he's a wealthy hoarder. It's an amazing collection, but it's sad because he's half a million dollars in debt. His wife is, you can tell, she's about to leave him any day now because she's just over it. But just this, like, amazing character. And if you watch that episode, it's online. You can watch it. And it's just so disheartening to see that he's so out of touch with you have a lot of stuff and you're so proud of it, but it's not its not viable. You're in debt. You could lose your home because of all this stuff. And I'm a collector too, so I understand, like, I'm so proud of my collection, but it, it's if it's detrimental to your marriage and your financial life, it's, it turned a little sad. And at the end of the episode, it was a realization he's not going to change. He, he honestly is so proud of this collection. He doesn't want to try and sell it off. He sold, like... 20 items and made like five grand and and i'm like well at least he's going to put the five grand toward his mortgage right he's going to do his autobiography so it's a great it's a happy ending i just i met this guy i just think he's very charming and his passion for collecting and traveling in nevada and just he has amazing stuff but he has a lot of junk too that he categorizes kind of priceless but when he sold it, it really didn't pan out to be that way. But it would be a shame if they broke up that collection, you know, for financial reasons. But, you know, reality, there's got to be a reality check at some point. And I think he got it when Hoarders was on. Yeah, sounds like a kind of a combination of uh, brilliant and a mental illness kind yeah. of. That's exactly the way people describe me as well. So interesting. Thanks, Scott. Remember to visit VitalVegas.com every day. There is no better way to know Vegas than by following Scott at VitalVegas.com. Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. And I've got just the place to help you do that. The place to go is Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, where they are always buying. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads has over 35 years of experience buying collections of sports cards, memorabilia, bobbleheads, toys, action figures, comic books, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, movie posters, and more. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. Don't forget to follow Sports Rock and Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. 
go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are chatting with Mo Scarazzo, who joined the Bally's Orchestra in 1982 and was there for 14 years. Mo later worked with Dean Martin and played backup for Dean on his London tour prior to becoming the musical director of Bally's in 1988. Well, yeah, and you worked with everybody. I wanted to talk with you about a few of these people. Um, did you have any particular favorite? We're going to get into Dean Martin because I think that's really interesting. But I know you worked with Bobby Darren, Vic Damone, Jack Jones. Uh, did you have any particular favorites? You my boy, you loved when they came into town. That just as a musician, they kind of challenged you. Well, I loved working with Dino because he was very, very private. He never bothered you. He just wanted to be left left alone. He was a beautiful man. I loved working for him. You know, Jack Jack Jones was great. They were great, great singers, good people. You know, Bobby Darren, he was fair. <laughs> he was a fair guy. You know, he's big, big headed. He wanted to be another Sinatra. You know, but I don't think he ever got there. You know. You talked about uh, Dean Martin, and we have this vision. You know, I mean, people play the old Rat Pack things. You know, where he's direct from the bar and all that sort of thing. I understand though, he wasn't. Uh, he could handle his alcohol actually quite well. Well. He always had a, a glass. Everybody thought it was booze in a glass on the piano. Actually, it was apple juice. You know, it was really apple juice, and he would have a sip of that. You know, and he would have a, he'd have a drink. You know, you know, before he, to the audience. You know, here's to you, and he drink. You know, that's Dino. He's very private man, very private. And of course, you worked with his partner too, Jerry Lewis, uh, partner before he went huge. And doing the telethons, I really wanted to ask you about that. So I know Jerry Lewis doesn't have the same uh, personality that Dean has. What was that like? Well, I did about I did uh, twenty twenty telethons, you know, and uh, it was great. It was great. What I found out was uh, Jerry Lewis. He was a good, you know, good good performer naturally and everything, but he was different. I mean, he was Jerry Lewis with Jerry Lewis, you know. It's, uh, I can't say much about that, you know. Well, I mean, do you, are you saying he? Is it, I understand he's got a reputation of being a little hard to work with. Was he was he difficult to work with, or was that something that you let the other people deal with? Well, no, with the orchestra. See, those guys never maybe with the owners or maybe with as far as the money's concerned, but not with the orchestra. The entertainers was always pretty good with the band. They were always very good with the orchestra. They never bothered you too much, you know. Unless you're a goofball, you come in drunk or high or stoned, then, you know, they don't want you around. I don't blame them. That's an interesting point. Uh, you know, people think of musicians, even in the early days, as, you know, some of them would dabble into drugs. Did you get much of that there? You know, did you see a lot of that there where these guys would come and go? Or were these people uh, more, um, you know, people that went home to their wives at the end of the day, that kind of thing? That's that they went home to their wives at the end of the day. We had families. Raising kids. It was like normal normal life. You know, you get a paycheck every week, you go to work, you get a paycheck every week. It was beautiful. Beautiful. 
Well, and you saw Vegas uh, jump, and I think, um, in fact, you, you worked with B- Bally's back in the uh, 80s, and then uh, when the new MGM opened, I understand you did some things there too. Was that kind of the start, Mo, of uh, the, the today's generation with these super mega hotels that are huge and so forth? Is that when you were starting to see the change? You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what, well, I became the musical director of Bally's in 88 1988. I was on the band there, and the band leader, uh, Tommy Moses, passed away. But I used to do, I was like his, kind of his contractor. So when he passed away, so they made me the musical director. I stayed there for 14 years. Then then from there, I went in 95 when uh, the MGM opened. I went there too. So I was doing both of them. And then Belly found out about it and didn't like that. So, like, they naturally, but there wasn't any music. Yeah. There wasn't any more bands to hire. There wasn't any musicians to hire anymore because showroom went to tapes. They went to tapes. Really? Yeah. There wasn't, you know, which they were using tapes. And they wanted me to, uh, the music that we were playing, the Jubilee, the mm-hmm. Jubilee show. Okay, they went, they had a full orchestra. Downstairs in the down the basement, I saw them when they were in the showroom. They were visible, you know, real nice. And then they moved them down the basement. I figured, oh, something's going on here, you know. <laughs> they moved them down the basement. Then they moved them out. Wow. Then they start tape music. Wow. And that was at that point, there really was nothing left to do, right? That was, that's right. That was left. I remember I was at the musicians union. They have uh, a. The hotels, see, I, I became management, but I really, I was always a musician. I was always a union man and a musician. You know, I was my whole life. But I remember when I went to the, uh, to a meeting at the hotel, all the execs and stuff, and they were talking about tape music. So I, I went to the musicians union and I told them, hey, guys, next negotiations, be careful. I says, like, don't ask for too much. Just leave it like it is. You were only doing one show because they went to one show a night. I said, let's just do one show a night. You're making a thousand bucks a week, one show a night, six six days a week, you know, plus benefits, health and welfare, pension, you know. Or your management, Mo, you know, now you're your management, you know, you're big shot, you know, you're telling us that. I says, if you don't do that, you're gonna be sitting home watching television. And that's exactly what happened. It's incredible. Final question, Bo. Uh, you know, you've been out of it for a little while, but you live here. This is your town and so forth. Is there anything that's out there today that, boy, that is one thing that I would recommend people to come visit when they come out to Vegas? Do you have anything like that in particular that if people can look see one thing that you'd recommend? Not really. <laughs> no, I mean, this, this, the shows are all different. You go there, what is it? People flying in the air. I mean, there's nothing musical. You know, really musical, except like, uh, just like uh, Steve was saying, you know, that uh, down, downtown, that the, uh, what's the name of the place you were just talking about? Gold Nugget. Yeah. Oh, the Gold Nugget was a good spot upstairs. Was Sinatra was up there and there. That was a great spot. There was music everywhere there. Now there's nothing going on. Mo, thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. It's been over a year now. The pandemic has forced us into our homes for extended periods. And here on the show, we've been doing our best to help with food and drink. 
Gourmet chef Justin Wells of La Petite Maison has been suggesting tips to make your home cooking even better. Today, the topic is, what should every good cook have in their own kitchen? Justin, what are the kitchen essentials that I need when I want to start cooking and I want to get more into it? I get this question a lot, and I always find that I'm leaning towards the question of budget. You know, I kind of always ask people, you know, did you just win the lotto, or are you looking for stuff that you can kind of pick up on the cheap on Amazon? And I've had a lot of friends that just open their laptop on Amazon and say, you know, order me the stuff that I need. And, you know, I think, like anything else, a good sharp knife, a great wooden cutting board is always nice. I tend to like wood. I know that people tend to also use the the plastic stuff, which is a little bit easier to clean, which is nice. In my home, I use I actually use the wooden pullouts, uh, which I think are good um you know lately uh you know sous vide has gotten really popular so you know for about a hundred bucks you can buy one of those i think those are really nice i kind of refer to them as the 21st century crock pot you know growing up everybody you know had a crock pot in their home and and you tend to use those quite a bit i find that that's kind of taking place of that um you know a nice set of pans and and i always recommend that people go out and just hand pick the pans that they want i mean the sets are really nice but you wind up with a bunch of stuff that you never use it's kind of like buying an all-in-one knife block i tend to tell people hey look just buy a knife block by itself and then hand pick some knives that you actually want to go out and use i mean you don't need 27 different knives and people are actually shocked at how few i mean i'll cook an entire meal i'll use one knife or maybe two and you know you go in these homes and people have this 87 piece knife block and and 79 of them they've never actually removed from the knife block so while they look cool sitting on the counter they don't really do all that much for you you know, and I really like Caffalon pans. I think those are great value, you know, stuff that's going to last you a long time, relatively easy to clean. Um, and then, of course, if you have money and want to buy, you know, Malvier, Cooper Knox, copper stuff, I think is absolutely gorgeous. And I tend to buy one piece of that a year kind of as a treat to myself in December, um, kind of as a Christmas gift. And, and I think, again, that's one of those I sort of lust after it all year, and I decide which one I want and then add a piece to my collection. Le Creuset or Staub for, for like a great uh, braising pan, I think, is another option there. So, you know, have an egg pan, have a roasting pan, have a saute pan, have a brazer from Le Creuset. I, I think individually picking your pieces and spreading that money across stuff that you'll use is a much smarter aspect. A good digital thermometer is key. I mean, anytime I do a cooking class, I tend to tell people the first thing they should buy is one of those if they don't have one. and Make sure it's accurate. Make sure you use it because you can temp anything. I mean, you can temp a cake. I mean, you, you can temp stuff to see how hot it is. It doesn't matter. Even if you're microwaving chicken nuggets for your kid, you can temp it to see if it's hot and correct. Thanks, Justin. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both shows on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Oh, Vegas, here we go!